Welcome to another episode of the Power of the Pause with Colleen Falto, Energetic Weight Loss Coach. So energetic weight loss, we're talking about weight loss in your physical 3D body and your 5D energetic body, right? Your emotional weight, your mental weight, the energy that you're carrying around that's too heavy and it's keeping weight on your physical body, right? So today I'm joined by my friend, my client, Sean Walker, who is an amazing person and has been on a healing journey for several years now. And he's going to share his story of just what he's been doing on his healing journey from everything from therapy to ayahuasca. I never say that right. He always tells me there's not a ayahuasca. Doctor. Yeah, you said it right. <laughs> I always want to say ayahuasca and it's ayahuasca. <laughs> so Sean, and Sean is just a brilliant person. He um he's just such a smart man and has overcome so much and just chooses out on a daily basis of past trauma, past limiting beliefs and past self-sabotaging behavior. So Sean, please introduce yourself. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, I'll start with, I guess, where my healing journey began, which was many years ago. Honestly, I started it in my mind, right? I knew that I had depression, anxiety, trauma, all these things that people suffer from. And I knew that I had to do something about it. So I started with a therapist probably three years ago. Um almost four years now, I, we worked out many times together, me and Colleen, and um, at her at her gym that she formerly had. And I just knew that I had to do something, body, mind, spirit, right? A whole integrative package. And I struggled a lot with healing. I was not sure of what to do, right? It's kind of like, like I grew up with have a drink, get over it, you know, take a pill, just knock it out, right? Just take mm -hmm. a pill for depression. I was on, I was on so many pills when I was 16. I was on, um, my doctor prescribed me Adderall, Klonopin, um, Trazodone for sleep, and just wanted to take a pill to fix it. But that's not how it really works. In real life, you have to do the work. And so... I started my journey, right? Therapy. And that led me to working with Colleen in a different facet where she focused more on my recovery. And then I had to go away to rehab, to kind of gather my thoughts to focus on my mental health. And I did that for a month and came back and it's been a couple of weeks now and I feel great. And I think that there's a lot of tools and we'll get into it later, of course, like ayahuasca and stuff like that. Like there are many tools along the way that you can use, but at the end of the day, Nike said it best, just do it right. You have yeah. to work. You have to do it for yourself to heal and no and one can heal yourself. Yeah. So the biggest thing for you, Sean, is that you're doing a beautiful job of seeing your core trauma and seeing that there, there's no, there's no way to like band-aid it, take it away. It's not about, it's not about prescription medicine. It's not about a dopamine hit, an external dopamine hit of a drink, a relationship, anything else like that. 
it isn't about like going away for a weekend to an ayahuasca ceremony, which is, which is amazing. And we're going to get into that. Yeah. It's an amazing way to, to really see the core of it. At the end of the day, if people want to change their lives at the end of the day, people want to change their, their pull towards just taking this past trauma, this past pain they're attached to and self-sabotaging behaviors around it. You need to identify the core of the trauma and then see that it's the hidden motivator, the hidden driver to self-sabotaging behaviors and to continue to choose out of it, to yes, continue exactly. to develop tools on a daily basis to choose out of the pain cycle. And when we, we're able to sit through the pain, when we're able to sit, to, to take away all these like band-aids and these distractions, these external dopamine hits for, for the core pain. We're able to take to work through the pain and then to gain wisdom from that pain. When we vibe at acceptance over the low level of emotions of fear, of anxiety, of negativity, when we bring our consciousness level to acceptance, we can glean wisdom and move forward and move through the pain. Yeah. And I can share this. Like a lot of us, I'm sure, have had the same stories where it's like. You know, we've all dealt with anxiety and depression. And the common thing is anxiety is worrying about the future. Depression is worrying about the past, right? But that was something that I met depression when I was very young. And I just felt different than other people. And to give you a little backstory, it's like I had two parents that were great and they wanted me to be the best. And I was pushed to be the best. And I was in five honors classes every year. I did summer school, not because I was stupid, but because I had to get ahead of everyone else. So it was like, I was doing all of these things that everyone wanted me to do for so long that I didn't even know who I was. You know, it's like a chameleon. Yeah. And the problem with being a chameleon is if you pretend to be something for too long, you forget that you're pretending. So I had a lot of self-work to do with figuring out who I am, what I need, all these crazy relationships and trauma and past stuff, right? Um, dealing with them head on. And I used the tools that were given to me, right? Um, at first, pharmaceuticals. And then I was like, I don't like this. I'm, I call it the hamster wheel of necessity. I'm on a hamster wheel. Okay, take Adderall in the morning. Okay, take the Xanax to come down. Okay, you can't really drink on the Xanax, but you could drink more on the Adderall. So trying right. to figure out your boundaries. Okay, take the sleeping pill. It was like a mess, right? To figure out. People would be like, you're passed out at a party. And I'm like, oh, sorry, my like pill concoction wasn't correct. And I learned yeah. a long time ago, that's not the right way to do it. That's, a, it's, it's the Band-Aid, you know? Yeah. And I learned a long time ago to get into, um, I mean, I went to school for psychology, so I, I wanted to, I guess, figure out what was wrong with me, but um, I learned how to talk to people, how to get to the root cause. And my root cause, I can tell you straight up, is loneliness. I always felt lonely. I felt lonely because I was pushed. I was, you know, I had to be the best. I went to all these schools, Cornell and Wharton. It doesn't matter. It's like at the end of the day, I was lonely. Yeah. Right? I was by myself. No one is with you at 3 a.m. when your thoughts are going crazy. Sure, so sure, I would date sure. people 
<laughs> my other therapist says you would date down because you like to be in control. It's like, well, I like some, I like to have someone there. So I would date people that weren't good for me, make very bad decisions. And I just, it got to a point where I was like, okay, I really need to do something about this. And to her credit, Colleen helped me get into, you know, a treatment program for 30 days where it wasn't all about drugs and alcohol because mm -hmm. that's another band-aid. It yep. was about mental health, right? We had therapy meetings every day. We had small group, we had this and that and learning to process my feelings without any altered state of consciousness was something that I had to do because for so long, I just learned, have a drink, take a pill, fucking, you know, figure it out yourself. Yeah. yeah. And so it's that's something that so many people do. I know I've done that many, many times dating down. Mm. Because we feel safe and we feel safe. Like you're not going to leave me. I'm I'm this. And it's it's all about our self-worth and seeing where our self-worth is the issue. And it's 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 how do you heal your self-worth? Right. You first start with self-compassion when when you're when you struggle with self-worth, you struggle with self-love. Right. How do you how do you heal self-love to heal self-worth? You use anchor into self-compassion. So you give yourself compassion for the issues that you're struggling with in today. You give yourself compassion for the fact that you are identifying patterns of dating down of mental loops, negative mental loops. OK, like, let me look in the mirror. Let me stop pointing the finger and look in the mirror. What is the core of this? The core of it is that I don't feel like I'm enough. Yes. And so I feel like I need someone else. Yeah. I never felt like I was enough, no matter how good I did, no matter how much money I made, you know, cars and watches and this and that. It's like, I can't even wear, <laughs> I could barely wear one watch, let alone all the stuff that I bought to fill mm -hmm. the void. But it's like, I would always keep trying to fill the void with mm -hmm. drugs, with alcohol, with money, with relationship, with um, what like distracting, right? Yeah. Watching TV, not paying attention. Let me just distract. You've earned it. It's like, no, you shouldn't sit and watch Netflix for two days and just eat in bed. That's called depression, right? Sure. So like, but I just thought, oh, I have this you know, all these jobs and this and that. And I that don't make me happy that when I get that, yes. God, it's in the yeah. hamster wheel. Yes. The hamster wheel. Once I get X, then I'll be happy. Whatever that is, you know, once I get the house or the car, whatever. And guess what? I've had it all. <laughs> I've lost it all. <laughs> and I, I say this, and this is good. I don't think you know this Colleen, but I say this, I've been rich and poor so many times in my life. Like my parents grew up and my dad would lose his job. So it's like one year for Christmas, I got a car. The next year for Christmas, I got clothes. And I was like, well, yeah. where's the car? And it's like, I've been rich and poor so many times that it doesn't, it didn't kind of fade. Like I learned for it to not phase me and learned for it. That's not going to make you happy. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all the fame, all the followers all the likes on instagram whatever your thing is you can have it all and still not be happy 
because you're not working to your core, right? It's like, yeah. what is the core wound? The core wound is that I never felt good enough. I feel lonely. I feel this, that, like, that's the real issue. Yeah. How do I separate my facts from my feelings? My feelings are, I feel lonely. My feelings are when I get this watch, I'm going to be happy. My feelings are if I just get this square peg into a round hole and I make this relationship work, I yeah. make this this person fit my needs, then yeah. it'll be good. And the reality of it is that so many of us are on this never-ending hamster wheel. Like when I get this, I'll be enough. Same thing happened when I got my boob job, right? I was like, okay, like I'm going to get implants and that'll be enough. And then mm -hmm. I was like, I think I want a nose job. I never in my life thought about a nose job, <laughs> right? Like, and like yeah. so many, we live in such an unconscious world where so many people are going through life just like onto the next, onto the next. Like you want a new car. You you got a new car recently. It made you happy for what? Like, yeah. like about a month? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and then Now it's just my car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I it sounds really... like I got a new BMW. Love it. Within yes. two weeks a month, it's like, meh, it's like then the magic is gone. And yes. finding happiness within, like when you do this work and when you really start to look within and separate your, your feelings from the facts, my feelings yeah. are there no matter what, you know, the, the facts, yeah. the situation is that, is that I can continue on this path that I'm on of avoiding the, the core issue, the core wounding and keep looking for external things, but I'm, I'm on a hamster wheel the rest of my life and I'm never truly happy. Yes. And that's something that, you know, when I, when I went away for 30 days, um, to focus on my mental health, I didn't have any of those things, right? All the external things, you know, Colleen knows because she packed me to go there and I I didn't bring, you know, all this, all the stuff that I had, all the clothes, all this sure. and that, I just brought what I needed to bring. Yeah. And I learned there that all you have is time. Time is the only luxury mm -hmm. you have in the world. You can buy more watches from Rolex, you can buy more cars, but you can't buy more time. And all I had was time to sit with myself and my own thoughts, totally sober, and process them and be like all right what am I going to do about this because that again fed into it like before I went there I had this crazy stressful job right I'm working all these hours I'm working every Saturday Sunday I'm working seven days a week I'm working holidays every day I'm working now I go to treatment no work no fancy stuff <laughs> just me and my thoughts and time and it gave me a lot of perspective to have that change where it was like, whoa, I need to change stuff in my life. Here's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. You know, here's how I deal with anxiety and depression. I just slap a bandaid on it, you know? And I feel like a lot of us experience that. And it's a really hard thing to make that choice to want to go away. But I think it was great. And not everyone is the same. So I'm not saying that, you know, rehab will solve you or pharmaceuticals aren't good for you maybe, sure. maybe them or ayahuasca you could take it and you know and be cured it's you know 10 hours whatever it's two years of therapy distilled into two hours or whatever yeah, it's like yeah. that might not help you but 
find the tools along the way and focus on yourself. And what do I need to do? Because the only person that can fix you is you. And right? embracing the fact that this, this journey of healing is never done. Never you done. Ever have this pull to self-sabotaging patterns. You will forever have this core wounding. And changing like the little mindsets of like, okay, like I just want to go to therapy and I want to fix myself and then move on and I'm all better. That's not how it works. Therapy gives you the tools, coaching, the work that we're doing. It gives you the tools to be able to ride out that wave of emotions, to be able to ride out that that wave and be like, you know what? I'm going to choose different. You know what? Like I'm feeling this feeling. I'm going to separate the facts from the feelings that I have, and I'm going to choose different. I'm because you anchor into self-compassion for the past, you vibe at a level of acceptance, and then you're able to step into self-love and self-worth. And when you feel your worth more, that's when your life starts to change. Your self-worth is as far as you go. And again, you can have the Rolex, the car, everything, but if your self-worth isn't there, it's, 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 there's no point. Right. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day, what you have it matters who you are and what you do, I think, with it. So it's like work that we've done has been amazing because you've been there for me every step of the way. But you've also pushed me. You've empowered me. You've let me, you know, OK, here's here's the thing. If you want to start it. OK, if not. You know, then you're calling me the next day, like, hey, you're always empowering me mm. to make good decisions, right? And that's what it comes down to. It's like, <laughs> there's a philosopher, Aristotle, he said it the best, happiness is a choice, right? Mm. So every day we have choices to make throughout the day. Am I going to let work stress me out? Am I going to let, you know money stressed me out oh I don't feel like I have enough for this or am I going to choose to come out on the other side and say I want enough money to not even worry about this not that you have to be a millionaire but you know what I mean like there's stresses that we share in life and it's not having a pill or you know and there are certain things that are great for healing like I a big fan of ayahuasca and psychedelics that real psychedelic medicine helps you heal but that's not to say that you don't have to integrate that into your daily life you can go away for a ceremony and do it and that will help you tremendously but you have to do the work at the end of the day you have to make you happy yeah and you have to accept and embrace this and really be able to look within, really be able to look within. Like we, it's very fun talking about, <laughs> fun in a toxic way, being mm. like, oh, this person did this, this happened. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's it's a, it's a much more ego conversation. Like feeding your, your, your ego is so easy, but doing a step back and looking within, owning your patterns not blaming we we live in a society that just wants to blame everyone around us and when you get to hit the pause button and be like okay i could blame that person i could blame this experience this past trauma 
but how can I look within? How can I grow? How can I do better? Yes. Yeah. And I would bring this up when I was in treatment and it was, it's not to plug your podcast, but I always be like, it's the power of the pause. Mm. And it's, it's a really genius name because it's so true. The power of the pause is the decision that we have to make within, we, I think we only have what, seven to 10 seconds before we're in flight, fight or flight response. So you have seven to 10 seconds to make that decision or not. Am I going to drink? Am I going to have a bad relationship? Am I going to text this person back? Am I going to worry about, you know, work, whatever it is, seven to 10 seconds. So the power of the pause gives you that where it's like, okay, let me take a second to breathe and think about the choices going forward. It's all a choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then how am I going to give myself self-compassion? How mm -hmm. am I gonna, how am I gonna get out of the fear? How am I gonna start vibing at love so that I can anchor into deeper self-compassion, self-love, self-worth? Because we are always the opposite of love is not hate it's fear fear yeah and when we're in shame and when we're in guilt and when we're we're perpetuating all these negative feelings on ourselves we are in fear what are you break it down like dumb it down what am i afraid of i'm afraid that i'm not going to get through this moment and that my life will always be this situation yes afraid that like i'm not going to be able to break this pattern separate your feelings your fear from the facts the facts are I have the tools. The facts are I'm doing the work. And the facts are I can't change the past, but this next decision I make, I can implement the power of the pause. I can create different different neural pathways. And that that's part of this work. Part of this work is working energetically, but a big part of this work is seeing the neural pathways, the split decisions that we've been making and choosing better for ourselves, choosing a different like we, we talk all the time, does this decision serve the way I'm choosing to move forward in life? Is this empowering mm. me? No. Is this helping me grow? No. Is this helping me vibe at acceptance and love? No. I know that was one of the big things that you taught me. And I still think about that every day with a lot of decisions. There's only two ways to go. Is this helping me or is this healing me? Mm. Or no, is this healing me or is this hurting me? Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like, that you part. know, watching TV. When you're done at work, is this helping me be a better person? Or is this hurting me in the sense that I'm just totally, I'm on a different frequency. So every day I think about, is this healing or is this hurting with a lot of decisions? And I think it, it comes down to a lot of things. And like you said, like I am an advocate for psychedelic medicine, but beyond that, I'm an advocate for unplugging, getting it back out into nature. Yesterday I went for a two hour hike with my dogs here and it's like, or camping or something like that to me that's healing maybe to you it's hurting i don't know but whatever your thing is find it and grab onto it and mm -hmm. let that heal you and let that help you along the way and what we focus on you is know? we focus on like a plethora of tools i'm using air quote tools in your tool belt 
right? Maybe I have like, you have a plethora of, of things you can do. You can journal. Sean loves to write. He's a very talented writer. Tools to get you, to get the subconscious belief systems, the subconscious thoughts. And a belief system is just a thought you keep on thinking. To change that, to get you from a dysregulated central nervous system of fight or flight to a regulated central nervous system of rest and digest. We have our breath work. We have our affirmations, our I, I am statements, right? We have our you know, na nature, getting out in nature, you know, we have our self-reflection, we have our, like a ton of stuff, right? Journaling, whatnot. And at any given moment, if your nervous system is totally dysregulated, a lot of times like sitting down and doing meditation doesn't seem available to you because your mind is just like, ah, right. And so in that moment you can get out and you can walk and you can get in nature, like somatic healing is healing through movement, through breath work, and through music, your inputs, what you're listening to. Yes. Having a tool belt. Yeah, a full tool belt to use whatever you you can use at that time, right? And I'll share a little bit. Like for me, I started a therapy, what, three years ago now, four years ago. And um someone had invited me to to an ayahuasca ceremony and I had never heard of it. I didn't even know. I was like, well, sure, whatever, I'll do that. If it heals me, then it must be good, right? And I learned over time that it's been this medicine that's used over thousands of years in mostly South America for healing, right? And it's a, it's a mix between a vine and um, a bush and they take it and they grind it up and they make this, thing that looks like motor oil and you drink it with the shaman from, you know from Peru Colombia or whatever and you have a vision quest right for like 12 maybe maybe 12 hours I don't even know but it takes a long time and you sit there and again it goes back to the thing all you have is time so you're just sitting there it doesn't matter what you have on all the money you have right you're sitting there in a room full of people that are all trying to heal and what it does is it distills a lot of information in you. It takes you on this journey, but it's not like LSD or something where you're sure. seeing elephants walk around in the room. It takes you on this journey of past, present, future. I saw past lives, you know, I was telling Colleen the other night, I realized in a past life, I was a king, which helps me to realize some of my so behavior now, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that not everything makes sense. You were a king. <laughs> I was a king, right? <laughs> so it's like, oh, that makes sense. That's why I like certain things. That's why I gravitate towards certain things. But it took me on a full experience of, of past, present, and future. And it showed me that amazingly that, that things are temporary. Feelings are temporary. Happiness, even, right? I bought the car. I'm happy. It's all temporary. Love, you can, oh, I found my soulmate. That will end one day. Unfortunately, whether you like it or not, like that's going to end. And either one, of, maybe you're married till you're a hundred. I don't know, but maybe somebody passes away or maybe you get divorced or maybe you sure. break up with them. It could be anything, but 
pain is temporary and pleasure is temporary and mm. nothing is forever. So it showed me a whole spectrum of past, present, future. The first time I did it, they say you do it for two nights usually. The first night it fixes, you know, it goes into your body and you get rid of a lot of toxins. And then the second night is really the mind. Mm. And when I got to the mind part, I really learned like about myself and in my head popped up it said, here's a laundry list of everything that's wrong with you. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to confront this. And I was yeah, like, yeah. selfish, you're this. You take the easy way out. You're irresponsible. You like to use drugs and alcohol to mask your pain. And it was like a whole full list distilled in one minute of what was wrong with me. And I was like, holy shit, you know? And it it's beautiful and it's terrifying but it's an experience that I think a lot of people would benefit from because if you do it in the proper way in the proper set and setting it can really take your therapy to the next level yeah. and I know I'm a big proponent of this I know like my own therapist is working on um ketamine treatment which I don't know that much about but either. there are a lot of these tools along the way where instead of slapping the band-aid on you're taking control and you're in control of your healing yeah you know? yeah yeah and then seeing again like like getting these tools empowering yourself mm. because our our ego is constantly trying to pull us back our ego is constantly trying to disempower us and keep us stuck in the drama and the trauma and the lack mm. and it's not you it's not me it's just the world we live in we live in a completely unconscious world that wants to slap band-aids on things that wants to like give you ads on Facebook to go shopping here, this, that, the other, like your phones, like all of this stuff, like that whole documentary on Netflix about how everything was made to just like suck us in. It's scary. It's like, it's wow. But seeing that and then, and then giving yourself tools to choose out of the external dopamine heads. We have toxic dopamine heads or healthy dopamine heads. And so many people don't think they have a real issue. This is a conversation I have a lot. It's like, well, I don't drink too much, but I, a couple of times a week I'm drinking too much. I don't eat too much, but a couple of times a week I'm eating too much. I don't really, you know, I don't watch too much TV. It's a couple nights a week. Okay, so let, let's look at it from a above level, from like a macro level. Your one thing isn't that big of an issue because you're not doing it every day, but every day you're looking externally to fill a dopamine hit. That's the void. That's what the whole program, the void, my program is all about. It's like, it's how are you going to heal the void? How are you going to learn to sit with yourself and sit through your feelings and to work through things, not just masking it all? Yes. And we talked about this the other day and that's, a, that's a great point is that I think more specifically in America, in general, you know, all over the world, but specifically in America, it's consumerism. And that doesn't, people think, oh, consumerism is shopping. Consumerism wants to make you consume. So it's more, you know, oh, you have, you know, this car, but you need five more. You have this watch, but you need five more. You have this boyfriend, but you need them to be better, you know, yeah. more and more and more and more and more mm -hmm. shoved down our throats. And that doesn't work for people like us that want to heal. Yeah, but yeah. We need to take a step back and be like, okay, that's them over there trying to say something to us. And guess what? We're not going to 
conform and we're going to sit with ourselves and figure out what we need because consuming more food, more alcohol, whatever your thing is, yeah. is not going to make you happy. I promise you. I've tried it all. <laughs> yeah, not- I've spent decades doing it. It's not, it's not where it's at. <laughs> not going to help you no you know doesn't doesn't work doesn't do it doesn't work so it's like what you have to do is sit with yourself and you know I like that I like that program the void because it speaks to a real need where it's like what is okay we understand that we understand we're trying to fill the void great that's one component but then why are we trying to do it okay that's another component and then how do we fix it right it's like a leveled system so I like when we talk about that stuff, you know, the void and trying to figure out healthy ways to empower yourself. And it's not that you have to work out every day either. That's not, that's more consumerism. You're just consuming a different thing. It's like really? you need to find balance in your life. And that's what you help me with a lot. And that's one of my biggest struggle is balance. Yeah. And that's what we have to see and just embrace you can so I did another episode a couple weeks back about the difference of addict Colleen sober Colleen and recovering Colleen when I'm in my like sober I'm stacking my days I'm not picking up I'm not using my past addictions um whatever I'm all like this isn't fair oh my god what what like I have to do this the rest of my life oh my god like wow this is this is this sucks why do I have to have these struggles why 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 recovering Colleen has acceptance my consciousness levels are higher I have acceptance that it is what it is and that I get to again I don't have to I get to those little mindset shifts I don't have to I get to spend the rest of my life on this healing journey I get to see life through a different perspective. And I get to see that I can either move forward and I'll make a ton of decisions today, hundreds of decisions today. And those decisions are either helping me in my healing or keeping me stuck in my wounding. It's like, I'm either, it's we're either operating from a, from our wounding or our healing and it's a choice, but it's empowerment. It's a choice and it shouldn't feel like a, a task right mm-hmm. and that's why it's like I say to you sometimes am I going to be 100% sober the rest of my life I don't know mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a bottle of whiskey tomorrow and drink it because I know that that's a choice that's not good for me sure but am I going to be 100% in recovery the rest of my life yes it's about that and making those choices like and you could agree or disagree or maybe you know doing something like ayahuasca is not being sober it doesn't matter but i'm i'm a hundred percent going to be in recovery and to me it doesn't feel like a bad thing that feels like a choice that i want to make that's going to help me grow and learn and evolve and in regards to sobriety and whatnot um some people take cbd and feel that cbd is a really great tool if you're taking it without any thc in it I personally am a big proponent of CBD. A lot of people that do other 12-step programs feel that CBD is like you're not sober and whatnot. And, and it's it's about finding what works for you and really getting to become your own authority and getting to know you. And Sean, I tell you all the time, you have done your commitment to your healing and your commitment to bettering yourself is 
very unparalleled. You have been spending years working on it. You've worked through so much. And I just can't wait to see where you progress, you know? Thank you for saying that. Yeah, it hasn't been easy, but it's been worth it 100%. And don't ever feel like you can't change because I always think that we are... I personally think we are born, live, and die a thousand times in one day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Corner. You can change absolutely. right now. You can change tomorrow. Whatever it is, find it and grab onto it and help yourself heal and love yourself first. You yeah. Know? Well, you can oh, my, I love it. What a beautiful way to end. Well, thank you so much, Sean. If you want to follow Sean, I'll put his name in the thing, Sean Walker. Um, if you want to follow me, Instagram at Colleen Felto. Got a couple freebies on there for you, breath work, guided journaling. And just like Sean said, it's a choice. It's a choice. So go make a good one. Thanks, Sean. Love you so much. Bye. Yes. Bye.